Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is my co-host, Little Timmy. <laughs> little Timmy? Yeah, Little Timmy. Little Timmy stuck <laughs> okay. down the well. Uh, <laughs> Never heard that one before. <laughs> we are a horror movie podcast and every week we talk about horror movies. We, we get together, we watch a movie, we talk about it. Uh, of course, it's the Octoberthon though, is the month of October and because of that we are putting out an episode every single day in October 2019. <laughs> And this episode, we are looking at a German film that just came out recently. It's listed as 2018 on IMDb, so I think it you know came out at festivals and stuff last year. But it's making its way to kind of a widespread audience, especially outside of uh, Germany itself. And it is called Luz. Uh, it's L-U-Z, is the, the way it's spelled. But uh, I was going to say Luz, but uh, the name's Luz. You, you hear it in the movie enough. <laughs> I know, I know uh, uh, I'm going to say it properly. At least. Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> good tagline for the movie uh, yeah it's very good very very good uh so this is a, a jared film uh, directed by tillman singer uh, we will start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning in the middle before we go into spoilers and we'll go from there so um i knew nothing about this really i think <laughs> i read the description it sounded interesting enough but i knew a little not to, to about it I said the fact that it was releasing in VOD right before October, so I put it on the Octoberthon schedule, mm -hmm. and you know, I just, I, you know, Tim watched this yesterday, and I saw a tweet mm -hmm. uh, when I got up today <laughs> saying remind me to never let Peter pick the movies, which I think was implying that Tim did not enjoy this, so Tim, would you care to elaborate on that on that rumour? <laughs> uh, well, I have uh, I have no comment at this point uh, in, in this juncture. Um, I, I, I am a creature of habit, so I, I don't like to necessarily give my opinion away before you ask a question. So I will I, I will play a, a, a little a little coy up until then. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'll keep you guessing for another like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise of this is actually kind of a tough one to uh, talk about because it is a very art house movie. It's very uh sort of hypnotic is very much you know tr intentionally playing it kind of uh ambiguous and vague uh, as it kind of slowly builds what the movie's actually about but uh it starts off with this woman lose uh, arriving at a police station and uh it kind of goes from there and the, the questioning uh between her the detective but most importantly the psychotherapist who's uh who's there and uh, we discover kind of her backstory and the event that led to this uh, this night where she's in the police station. So um, that's all I'll say. That's all mm -hmm. I'll say and and spoiler free because I feel like <laughs> anything else is a complete spoiler. So mm -hmm. this is Luz. Tim, I am officially yeah. asking the question: What did you think <laughs> of Luz? Luz. Uh yeah, so like you, I also I, I had like no idea uh, about this movie. Um, I'd actually never even like heard of it before. So uh, when you said we we're doing it, I was like, oh, okay. I assume that you have a reason for doing it. Maybe you heard something about it or read something about it. Uh, so whatever. Uh, you know, then <clears throat> I started watching it, and I think the first thing like I noticed is it is shot very well. It's a it's a very you know pretty looking movie. Like the uh, you know, cinematography, I would say, is, you know, great. And I, th this. I think, I, th I mean, it's impossible to just add it on an effect, but I think it's shot on film. Like, I think... No, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's, you know, because you see, like, the kind of 
you know, like the little like film marks and stuff. And I, yeah, I don't know if that was something they did digitally after to give it that effect, but I mean, it works on it. Like it looks, even if it, it wasn't actually done, it looks really well. I mean, I think they've <laughs> added, I think they've definitely made it look a bit more old school than it actually was, but it it still looks like film to me and I could be, I could be wrong, but uh, regardless, it gives the movie an aesthetic at the very least, even if it is fake. Yeah. So uh, as I'm watching that, I'm like, I'm like, all right, yeah. So this looks, you know, very pretty, and uh, and then you know the music kicks in, and the music is very haunting. It you know has like a really good score. So I'm like, oh, I really like the music. There's some in synth this, so. in there, yes. Yeah. So so I'm kind of getting like you know sucked into it, and it's like uh, it's like all right, yeah, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling mm-hmm. this, and then uh, you know, I'm waiting for something to happen. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm, a, I'm waiting, and then, yeah, the movie's going on, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, this is pretty good. Like, all right, let's wait for something to kick in, and then, uh, and then there's like a brief second where it's like, oh, oh, this is it. This is where something's gonna happen. And I kept waiting, like, all right, there's gonna be, you know, so far it looks and it sounds really good, so I get it. I, I can see what people like, but you know, there's a reason why this movie exists. There's a reason why we're doing it while we're watching it. I'm assuming. <laughs> you know if it's available now maybe people are talking about it. so i keep waiting for something crazy to happen and nothing ever happens oh my god i was so freaking bored in this movie i absolutely hated it it's i think this movie is is awful because and, here, here's the thing like and, and it's not like like you said yeah it is definitely an art house movie and i always hate criticizing those because like when you critique them i, I feel like people just have the defense of like oh well you just don't get it it's like you know it's, it's artistic and blah 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 and it's like i like plenty of you know artsy fartsy like slow burn movies that's totally fine but it still has to have story and characters and events this was just oh my god it was just it was just nothing it was just so like up its own ass it, it just felt like the most pretentious bullshit movie ever i uh I'm, I'm sorry i don't know i i thought this was absolutely awful and sometimes i feel bad being like super mean about a movie because it's like i don't i don't know some <laughs> especially like a low budget movie it's like someone uh or an indie movie i mean like if they stumble across this review but i mean screw this director <laughs> you know he wasted my time it was only 70 minutes but it was like the longest 70 minutes of my life and even my um your you know, wedding <laughs> no, my my wife uh, who you know god bless her you know she's very oh sorry nice, sorry very... that was the longest seven minutes of your life sorry i'm mixing the numbers up <laughs> <laughs> at least at least that had a beginning middle and things happened <laughs> but uh no like you know my my wife you know she she's a lot more forgiving with stuff than i am so like, even like you know movies i think are really bad usually the worst she'll say is like you know oh that was okay even this movie she was like this sucks. <laughs> like, when is something gonna happen? <laughs> this is this is boring. I don't know. So I, uh, and again, I will give it credit for like the director knows how to stage a scene. He knows how to make things look pretty and sound pretty, and the actors are great. Like, I I don't want to diminish that, but again, there's just it's it's just nothing. Nothing is happening in this, and it pissed me off <laughs> so much i was so angry so yeah i absolutely hated this movie even, even though it looked really great uh it, yeah <laughs> that's so that's my take time said on twitter that i own like five leprechaun movies for making them watch this <laughs> um. and, and it was a joke by the way it's not you know it's 
uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Pete, Pete always picks the movies. I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just making a joke. I wasn't, you know, uh, not, not saying anything's going to change, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that, that's not true. I, I shouldn't say that either. We, it's, it's pretty democratic. We, we, we have yeah, to I feel like you forth. pick a lot of movies. <laughs> I, if anything, I feel like. I, I just suggest the new movies that we should do because they're new and like the the you know topical. I feel like most of the old ones you pick because you're like, oh, I want to do this random movie that I heard about on some podcast. You know, and it, and it usually ends up being something I just bought on Blu-ray because like, oh. <laughs> I just bought this, so maybe we should do it. Yeah, uh, that happens a lot. Yeah, um, so <laughs> right, so my opinion on the movie, which I'm sure you're waiting for with bated breath. Hold on, I'm gonna hover under the end call button just in case. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much of this I want to put up with. All right. <laughs> All right. So first things first. First things first. It's an art house movie, Tim, and you just don't get it. So. <laughs> Jesus. See. <laughs> See, that's what I hate because, like, you know, if uh, you know, like some <laughs> stupid generic Hollywood bullshit movie or whatever, uh, you know, if you don't, oh if, if you like it and someone doesn't like it, like. You can't really argue with them but then when movies like this you're like i don't like it but you just don't get it and it's like no like shut up <laughs> it's everyone has their own opinions i mean i did that intentionally to wind you up i mean i, I, <laughs> you, I, I think you realize that uh, <laughs> but yeah, my, my opinion on the movie well my opinion right now is my jaw is sore from laughing <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> i kind of love this movie too i'm not gonna lie <laughs> That's... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Joe's funny though. Joe's funny is that I saw you hated it and we were cracking jokes on Twitter about owning your leprechaun movies and whatnot. And I think it was just on direct on DM on messaging you said to me that yeah I hated it. It's the longest seventy minutes you'll ever experience. But you did kind of add on. I've got a feeling you might like it though. Like you you had this inkling that I might still like it despite the fact that you hated it. And. We are typically actually pretty in line usually when it comes to our taste in horror movies. I feel like we might vary a little bit in the numbers, but like I think the ups and downs are pretty comparable. If you look at the graph of our ratings, we're we're mostly in a kind of a similar place for most types no, of I, horror movies. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So <laughs> there's the outlier every yeah, now and again. And when you imply that there's something that you hated that I might still like. <laughs> I basically, as soon as you said that went, this is going to be a slaughterhouse movie. That was my immediate thought, is that this is going to be slow and artsy. And yeah. I, you know, I'm watching it and the opening shot of the movie is this static shot that just sits in this like foyer of the, the police station is this, you know, this woman who turns out to be Liz comes in and she sort of stands there staring and just sort of keeps standing and then it you know, slowly walks over to the, the vending machine kind of like bangs at it a little bit very kind of nonchalantly and then comes back and she stands in the middle of the frame and it, she stays there for a long time before there's any like noise from the, the the receptionist or whoever and this this you know this shot lasts like a good four or five minutes like it's a long time and i love a long take i, I do you know like I, I love a long shot and I, I i started laughing because knowing how you felt about it i went this is so like reffing or it's so david lynch maybe a little bit of um there was a couple of moments actually later on when the music really made really reminded me of under the skin uh uh yeah. you know this, the scarlett johansson uh, movie set in scotland which is an alien um which is very art and house which, yeah and, and and again you know to be fair if you know preemptively defending myself against 
know, people are going to be mad at me at this review. I like those movies. I love oh, sure. yeah, yeah. Under the Skin. I love, uh, I, I don't think I've seen, I haven't seen everything David Lynch does, but I, I actually like really like. Oh David yeah. Lynch I'm not saying like, this is as good as those examples. I'm just saying that I was yeah, yeah. definitely getting vibes of that kind of tone or that kind of like style uh, with the the way it was like, you know, these slow shots that were just sort of waiting for the thing to happen, which sounds like a critique, but I actually really like that style of filmmaking when the director knows how to pull it off. And I think for the most part, this director does. I think, you know, I was being drawn into the story well enough. Um, it, as far, I actually loved how little happened, as bizarre as that sounds. Um, the main premise of this, this movie, once it gets going, is that they're basically using like psychotherapy to have Liz reenact something that happened. She's a cab driver, right? And they do this thing where she's reenacting what she did in the cab that night. And they're just in like a conference room in the police station. But it, the sound design like actually has the sound effects of like if she was actually in the cab and actually hearing the things around her. And like it does so much these little things. And they've got like a little like rear view mirror dangling as if she's actually in the car. And the way they use that, it just it really built this mood for me. And it really it it worked. And, and uh, to be fair, I actually do like that idea as well. It's just, again, I, I think her night would have had to have been more interesting because her night is just like her sitting in her cab and like talking to people and people being like, hey, uh, can you take me here? I was like, no, I'm not going to go there. And oh, hey, here's this person. I'll pick him up. <laughs> All right, let's go. And then vaguely referencing this thing. And then this really, actually really hated the um, the kind of like chant thing that gets uh you know, said over and over again. I thought that was really stupid. Um, it, it would have been fine maybe if it was just once, but like uh, uh, over and over again, uh, I thought it was really dumb. But um, I, again, I, I think that idea of using psychotherapy to reenact uh, a horror thing that you're not really seeing except for like through sounds and uh, mimicry, I think that could have been a cool idea. Again, if it was just something more interesting, <laughs> like I don't want to hear about this boring long night <laughs> where like nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I thought uh, what what the you know the story is really simple. Like, obviously, I can't say what it is yet because it's you know we're in spoiler free. But the story is really simple once you kind of get the idea of like what's happened here and what the purpose of all this was. Um, and I I was kind of into it. It's a really simple story, but it's told in this very artsy way. Uh, with cool things. I thought the sound design was fantastic. Uh, they've got like a guy in a booth who's like translating because Lucy's like nat like natural language is Spanish. And interestingly, my subtitles weren't translating the Spanish; they were only translating the German. So yeah. I was, I was wait, it was waiting for like the, uh, you know, the guy who was translating. It wasn't until he said it in German for the others because they're all wearing like little earpieces, uh, so they can hear him from the sound booth. Um, every time, like, it, it waited for him to translate before I'd get the subtitle. You know, I'd get it for him saying it, not for the the actual original language, which was interesting. Um, clearly, that was the, in the intent of the the director. The intent of the scene is that, unless you happen to speak Spanish, in which case, fair enough. Like, you, <laughs> then you you're getting it, obviously. Yeah. But uh, so that was interesting. Um, I yeah, I just I thought it was really slick in the way it, you know it did that art house thing. Um, it really gave me this tone where it was that that low building of dread because it is a horror movie like, no, i mean maybe nothing we've said so far is that it sounds horror-esque there is definitely the one kind of big scene that takes place away from the police station early on uh, definitely sets up the idea of what the the horror element is and then of course it kind of comes into like full frontal <laughs> literally actually <laughs> um uh you know towards the end of the story and kind of what the whole thing's about uh and i, I kind of like the slow build to that and kind of the feeling that came along with that 
it, everything felt offbeat enough that like it actually felt quite scary. It felt um, just like some unstoppable force was coming that you know that we couldn't comprehend, and like no one really had a hope in hell of really resisting it or anything like that. I don't know. Like it, it gave me the right feeling. I get really immersed in it. I think it's the sort of movie where you do have to kind of watch it on your own when the lights off and really just get sucked into it. I feel like if you're sitting with people and you're cracking jokes, this movie is not going to work. Uh, so basically, it. so basically, I'm saying is you have to watch it again on your own, Tim. No, because I, I know, I, I know, I know what I know what that Melissa's like. She's she's sitting there cracking jokes. Oh yeah, she's a she's a regular uh, Tom Servo when we're <laughs> watching movies. Um, no, I uh, you know, and the, you know, obviously, I'm being a little over the top, uh, you know, for comedic purposes. But I do think uh, there is certainly a, an element of filmmaking here uh, that is to be, um, you know, appreciated. So, if that is your bag, if you're someone that just appreciates like the art of filmmaking, then I, I can see why there might be stuff, uh, you know, that th- this could be an enjoyable experience. But um, for me, you know, I'm a, you know, a little bit more of a writer. Yeah, I write, uh, you know, a philistine. Like man. A philistine is what you're trying to say, Tim. You're a philistine. Uh, I, mean, I don't think a philistine could write one of the, you know, best comic books of the year. But it's <laughs> just, that's just me. And it's, it's not it's not even me that's saying that. It's uh, you know other people have said that. Like you know my wife, my mom, all <laughs> all agree that it's a it's a great book. So you know, uh, one of my, my one of my favorite elements of like bad movies that are trying to pass themselves off like, from the old VHS days, uh, just just from watching stuff like Best of the Worst, is that sometimes they'll put on like a quote, but they won't actually say who the quote's from. It'll just be oh, like, yeah. it'll just say best action movie of the year in quotations, but with no like who said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my uh, I might have told this before on the pod but it's probably been a while but uh one of my favorite like VHS uh box quotes of all time is um this was back when I worked at Blockbuster and, you know I just go up and down the, the aisles and like you know look at all the movies and there was this one I think it was called The Singing Forest I want to say hmm. uh and it, and it looked like a I don't know if it was uh, I forget if it was in horror or drama uh but <laughs> the um it and like the the box art was basically it was like someone like laying a, a person's head laying down on the ground and then there's like another head above them uh and then the quote on it it just said a gay ghost <laughs> like, that, that, like that was that was the whole quote but like that like says nothing about the movie like it doesn't say if that's a good thing or a bad thing if the person that was reviewing it likes mm. like gay ghosts or whatever it's just like that was the whole quote the the funniest thing i saw uh from a poster in recent years uh that i thought was really smart and sly is uh i think it was called legend there's that movie where tom hardy played two brothers he played okay, both characters yeah. right and there was a poster, I think it was a UK poster, where it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't like a the, your typical size. It was like the, one of the horizontal ones where it's, you know, more, not quite square, but almost square shaped. Um, and it's, you know, it's the two Tom Hardy standing side by side. And it's done, it does that thing where, like, all around their heads is all these, like, you know, four and five star ratings from various, like, newspapers and review critics and whatever websites. And they sort of did it as if it was like just a wall of stars behind their head and, you know, they just sort of evenly broke up. But what they did is, in between the two heads, there wasn't enough space for everything. There wasn't enough space to put one. So they actually put in like a two-star review 
from some some rev- some website, but you never really <laughs> notice it's a two star review because it just it sort of blends in with the rest of the five star and four star things. Um, but it's actually a legit two star review they've put in between their head. It's really funny. I, I don't know. That's I never great. saw I never saw the movie, but I appreciated whoever designed that poster had had some yeah. fun with it. Um, but yeah, because um, because there's other movies as well. I, I, I was, I was, I'm sure there was a horror movie a few years ago that did like. Uh, like they, they they put the negative quotes on the back. It was like the worst movie of the year. Like and like proud, like a stamp of pride. Like this is called the worst yeah. movie of the year. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think sometimes that stuff is like uh, can sell it a little bit more than you know just like a generic review that's just mm. you know uh, the same thing over and over again. Like you know, like funny from start to finish. It's like all right, yeah, I mean, you've seen that in like everything or whatever. Yeah. But it, at least yeah, if you see some crazy review, it's like oh okay, wait a minute. It shows that the distributors at the very least have a sense of humor, and that makes you appreciate them a little bit. <laughs> you're like okay, all right, I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I like Liz. I I, I like the uh... and again, I I think something you said there is quite right. I I think. This is a movie for people who appreciate filmmaking, both in terms of visuals and sound. Because I think the way it plays with sound design, because there's a lot of stuff with the guy in the sound booth talking. The, the way has like even the five point one. Because you know I, I've got a five point one setup, and like as, as soon as <laughs> as soon as he started talking through, like whenever we heard the guy in the sound booth talking over the the headsets, um, that was coming from behind me, and it really felt unique. It felt like oh, this is weird. Like it's really like invading my space, kind of thing. Um, and it's sounding quite cool. Um, yeah, I yeah I appreciate that too because I, I have a remote control that has um, an up and down button, so I can like when I want it to go louder, I can press that, and then so I'm like, yeah, I appreciate good sound too. Tim, Tim, yeah. are you using the sound from your TV? That's going to break my heart if you say yes. But are you using the built? Are you using the built? way to get sound? Yeah, buy a sound bar. <laughs> At the very least, get some better sound. All right, give me some Patreon money. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy a cheap sound bar. It'll be much better than the built-in speakers. It'll be such an improvement. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. It's easy peasy. All right. Built-in well, speakers uh... suck. They're the devil. <laughs> Everyone at home, listen to me. Get some proper speakers. Uh, you know, send me some links to... Uh whatever some good ones now well one of the big things uh, I'm, I'm excited for though when i move is i am gonna like uh, i have a like, i have a small tv I don't, I don't have a good entertainment setup and i mean that, that stuff isn't like super important to me but i do want to get a nice hmm. you know decent size tv and maybe i'll invest in a sound bar uh get a sound <laughs> bar. whatever that is I, um, I mean obviously the more speakers the better but if you get a sound bar with a subwoofer uh you'll have like a really good sounding thing for, for not too expensive uh, you know it's uh, like you just get a bit of oomph in the bass and it'll give you like that feeling of ooh, this is like a theater you like, you know, <laughs> okay. uh you feel good you feel good about yourself trust me trust me and uh, hey mm. big tvs have gotten cheap like you're comparatively speaking oh no definitely yeah, yeah like the you, i was thinking i was looking at like um yeah i, I think 55 like 50 inchish kind yeah. of things and they're like like you know three four hundred ish and that, yeah. that's even probably like without a sale yeah they're, they're not bad anymore like it's actually the thing about technology like that is that it always goes down in price so even though like oh like you know five years ago a 4k tv would, would be like thousands now it's like yeah like there's no point in not getting a 4k one now because they're all 4k yeah, <laughs> yeah. barring the really 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 cheap ones so uh but yeah so we tangented there but uh, so i'll give a spoiler warning we can talk about lose and talk about what happens in it um 
I will just plug Patreon oh. quickly oh, before sorry. we before we dive into the actual spoilers. So patreon.com slash TV. If you want Tim to get that sound bar. Um, admittedly, <laughs> admittedly, you know, for me to actually give Tim the petty cash to go get a sound bar, we're really going to have to be raking it in. But uh, you go to patreon.com slash TV. You can support us for as little as $1 per month and keep all the content coming. Uh, you get bonus episodes every month, uh, one per month. But because it's the October Thon, there's four going up this month. All four Wishmaster movies are going to be exclusive to Patreon. Uh, but there's also exclusive episodes of other shows that we do. Uh, the, the sci-fi movie podcast with me and Tara, for example, has exclusive episodes every month. And, you know, so there's a back catalogue of stuff to check out. And then, you know, the $5 tier, you get to vote and stuff. And there's a lot of stuff higher up than that. So go, go and have a look. Uh, but the price of entry is $1 and you get bonus episodes for it. So go and have a look and see if you want to support us. Uh, but yeah, so... The thing about Luz is that it sets up all the pieces kind of one by one. There's a scene earlier on where this this other woman uh, meets this guy in a bar, the, the, the psychotherapist. You know, we don't know that's what he's going to be yet. You know, that he's going to be the one who comes to talk to to Luz. Um, but uh, this woman Nora comes to talk to him and kind of flirts with him and tells him this story about uh, basically what happened with her and Luz at, at Catholic school uh, back when they knew each other. And we hear about uh, Luz jumping out of her taxi, and that's why she's went to the police station to like, t- you know, talk about this. And but you know, the, the real first big horror thing comes at the end of the scene where she takes him into the bathroom after kind of getting him drunk and kisses him. Uh, but she she kisses him when she opens her mouth. There's like light coming out of her mouth. It's actually kind of a cool effect, and it's probably just a, a little flashlight that's just been put in her mouth. But it actually looks quite good. Uh, but you get the impression that whatever's inside her switched to him like something was in her body like having control of her and it's moved to him and she's bleeding before it happens as well so you get this impression that she can't stay in or this thing can't stay in a body for too long yeah and it's like when she goes into him like he kind of like starts like shaking yeah, yeah, like, yeah. very violently and, and stuff and it's, it's like she's, sh- then- she's shaking his hand basically at first but then it keeps going and eventually starts like it's almost like he's having a seizure uh, the way he's shaking and then yeah, and again, I will give it to him that like this was a cool effect. Like it's, you know, it's definitely weird and you know stuff, but it does actually look cool and kind of, you know, has this like ominous foreboding kind of you know sense to it. So um, I, I like it. If, if if the movie was more like even if it didn't make sense, but if it was like more of like kind of weird stuff like this a lot of time, I think it would have been uh, a little more positive on it. But you know, you don't really get <laughs> too much of this stuff. Well, now that we know whatever's coming after Luz is in him, so when he when we see him at the police station and it's like, okay, he's going to be doing this and talking her through everything, um, and we get more details of what happened, and so it's easier just to explain the sort of the end result here, you know, when you sort of understand the story at the end and go back and sort of say how they do this, but, um, so between everything, we find out that back in school, uh, Luz basically being something of an amateur median wanted to try and raise something and convince this Nora or uh, Nora that she was pregnant and convinced her to get naked and go into this circle of candles and salt and try to summon something and this thing whatever's transferring from body to body this demon or whatever uh is this is whatever she raised and we even see it in the quick flashbacks or the reenactments of it that when Nora did wake up uh from this ritual uh, she did say, how about we, we kiss, as if she wanted to transfer to Luz at the time. And that kind of gave me my theory that this thing like would only last in Luz's body. Because Luz raised it, uh, if it gets to Luz, it doesn't have to switch anymore. 
So I was thinking that that's maybe what the ultimate goal was and why it's been looking for Lewis for years, like, to get to her so that it can, like, have a permanent host. But, um, obviously they get separated and Lewis gets kicked out of school and, you know, Nora meets her this night because she comes out of the airport and Lewis is driving a cab and we get the story where Lewis kind of realises somewhere along the way <laughs> that this thing's inside her and jumps out of the cab and... Nora goes to the, the doctor, the psychotherapist, to switch to him so that she can be in this position and, you know, that's why he's here. And, you know, so this movie is ultimately about this demon or whatever getting to lose to take her body. And that's what he does by the end. But there's a lot of weird, surreal, artsy stuff that happens where he strips down naked. There's a lot of sort of foggy lighting and, like, running around and, like, you know... I, I did like the the aesthetic of that one uh, instance when like fog does fill the room mm. and like because uh, it is just this kind of one. Um, it, it's not like an interrogation room, but it kind of feels more like a um, almost like a maybe like kind of like a large conference room or something. Yeah, it's just like a lot of like chairs and stuff. It sounds like um, the place maybe they have the press come in when when they're doing yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but it like a but like once that kind of fog filled the air, and again this is like a thing where once it started to happen, I was like, oh, okay, now we're getting to the good stuff. Like here's we're gonna go crazy and start seeing stuff, and then, um, I mean, yeah, you get like a, a nice little kind of dreadful feeling from it, but um, <laughs> you know, not enough uh, came for it uh, for me. But okay, uh, th- there was like some visual things like that that uh, you know, again, I'm trying to be a little more positive, uh, but like you know, there was like flourishes like that here and there that I did enjoy. Because obviously he's pretending to be the psychotherapist for a long time, but I kind of love the moment where the sound guy is looking through the, from the booth and he sees him, and the detective lady like turns around and he's just like look looking at her with like these you know like blank eyes, and he grabs her and it's like he takes over, like he's a- he's able to like sort of like turn her into like a servant, and. Yeah. It's like, hey, I need you later. And I, what I love about this is that he's he ends up, uh, you know, getting really weird and creepy. And the guy in the booth is terrified. Like, he's backing away. And he realizes that um, this thing, whatever it is, is, like, you know, ancient. Because at one point, um, he starts speaking Spanish. And, you know, this guy's been translating from Spanish the whole time, thinking that he needs to. Oh, right, right. And, you know, like, the, the detective's like, wait, is he speaking Spanish? Like, how long has he been, how long have you known how to speak Spanish? Uh, because presumably they, they must have worked with this guy before because he's the guy who comes in and does this for the police whenever they need someone to, like, do this kind of thing. And he says, since it was invented, that's his answer, implying that he's been around for, you know, I mean, how long was Spanish, <laughs> like, as a language, been around? Uh-huh. Yeah, thousands of years. A couple of hundred years. Well, well, a couple of hundred, <laughs> Tim. Come on, um, thousands. But uh, yeah, no, I like those little bits. I, I like for for me, this was a movie that was about like, what can we do with almost no budget? What can we do with effectively just a couple of rooms? And I think it was really effective in like using that. Uh, could there have been a bit more to the plot? There could have been. Like, I'm not going to say yeah. like. It, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not going to say that like, they couldn't have done more. But like, I feel like for me, this was like, okay, we have almost no money. We've got a few actors. We've got this this idea. It's a really simple idea. It's this this thing that she raised um, without knowing really what she was doing when she was a kid and it's been hunting her down this whole time to get to her body and i love that the the final shot of the movie is the same shot that it opens with in the lobby but now the reason why that this thing took you know possession of the the cop is so that she can walk her out at the end and like sign her out and say that's you you're free to go that's why she you know that's why this thing did that 
Um, so the movie ends with with Lewis like leaving, and what I like is is that in the opening scene there was like some weird like audio like talking where it sounded really like like it had a weird effect on it, and it's not until the end of the movie you realise it's because it's the guy in the sound booth talking through the mic. It's the same sort of sound effect from talking from that. But when you get to it at the end and you hear more from him, sort of like being scared of this thing, whatever it is, you go, oh, this sound wasn't coming from the characters in the scene. This was coming from him in the booth. This was like a tease of like, you know, him being scared there. Uh, so it, it really kind of, I like how bookended it is in that sense. I like how simple it actually is when you really sort of learn about what's going on. It's all, and there's a lot of weird stuff in here, you know, with the, with the you know, the, the doctor to the, the thing uh he like you know strips down at one point and puts on a dress and it's the same leather jacket right. that nora was wearing so he's kind of like reverting back to that character almost even though he's still in the man's body and i love the moment of acting when he does finally get to kiss uh uh Luz because you know they kiss and i love that he's the one putting all the motion into the kiss right he's the one doing all the movement she's just kind of sort of, sort of like just staying static but i love there's a moment in the acting here where he just kind of goes static himself and she starts being passionate in the kiss. Like you can actually tell the moment the entity switches from him to her. And mm-hmm. the kiss still keeps going for a little bit, but you can you can clearly see the moment where he's the one doing it and then no, it switches to her and she's the one doing it. And I really like that beat. Um, but yeah, no. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not bad stuff. And then like, you know, like the stuff you're describing and talking about, like in theory, you know, I, I think that is all good, but it's just when it comes together, I, I just did not enjoy it. It did not work for me. Like, I, again, there's stuff that I can point out and say, hey, this is good. And, I, you know, I can appreciate this or that. But just as a whole, it, it just bored me to tears. Uh, and yeah Joe was funny is that i like seconds into the first shot like when i realized like how what the pacing was going to be like with that first shot i basically knew that i love this type of pacing when it's done well (laughs) and i feel like if this is why tim doesn't like it i we're going to have like one of our you know our first disagreements in a while on our hands yeah um so i don't know and and again there are definitely instances of that kind of a style that i do like uh it's just you know for this one I, I don't know maybe i just needed more um i think yeah i think for me i, I just i love low budget movies like this that like because some movies really not like, me if it's not at least 20 million bucks <laughs> I, I don't watch it but no, <laughs> I, I look up the budget before i watch a movie and go nope that is too low yeah tim's being silly he knows most of his favorites cost less than that um oh yeah how much does a boy cost not much <sighs> too much too much <laughs> this is a much better movie than the boy i'll say that right now um, oh, well, that's uh <laughs> look out for that debate <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no like obviously be like the last episode we'll like debate the, the parts <laughs> of the boy again as but, soon as we get cancelled <laughs> but no like you know we, we watch a lot of low budget movies and we say that we can feel the budget in a bad way you know we watch i'm thinking of stuff like uh beyond the gates you know that board game one or oh, i'm sure. thinking yeah. of uh <laughs> like there's, there's definitely movies we watch where we can like feel like the the filmmakers just didn't know how to like make it f- not feel the budget and i feel like yeah. it's stuff like this where it feels really inventive and or it's something else like um like a movie i love coherence where they do so much with the ideas it's all in the ideas um and in this one there's a lot in the ideas even though it's quite simple but it's really about the execution it's about the 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 visuals and the the way that they, they play with the audio the way it plays with the real sounds coming even though they're just sitting in this room reenacting something um or the way that 
uh, the sound comes from the booth where it starts to feel really in your face and sounds different from everything else. It has this. You gotta have the five point one for that. It has this ethereal quality <laughs> um, to it. I oh, god damn it, Tim. <laughs> I found this very uh, mesmerizing, and I found it as someone who appreciates filmmaking to be very inventive with how it handles things to make it feel like more was going on, to make it feel more immersive, even though it was just reenacting something in a room with very little actual we're out there shooting the actual scene kind of moments. So well, as, as someone that hates movies, I, <laughs> I could not stand that. So I was like, Oh, why do I keep watching movies? I hate oh, them. But, now, don't get me wrong, uh, Tim. I think more people will say it with you. I think this is something where, yeah. <laughs> where like our house film nerds are going to be on my side, but I feel like most people will say it with you um, and think this is slow and dumb. <laughs> the jokes, <laughs> the, the jokes yes. <laughs> the jokes and the cheerleaders will have your back. Um, <laughs> because they're all watching this show anyway, Tim. Of course they yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, does anyone watch a show that's not like an art house nerd? <laughs> I don't know. I've definitely seen some idiots in the comments, Tim. I, I, I would not, I would not rule out <laughs> some idiots watching this show. Uh, not that I'm saying that to most of you who are watching. Although mm. you're all going to be thinking now, does he mean me? <laughs> Am I one of the idiots? Oh. Well, I will say I do think all of our listeners are idiots, but I will also, <laughs> but but I will say I love the idiots. Bring them on. You're more, you're mostly lovely. <laughs> let's all, yeah, let's all be idiots together. Let's uh, yeah. Why why should we be held you know in in tyranny by these these smarties when we can all just revel in our dumbness and you're, watch? <laughs> you're mostly lovely, but there's a few of you. And you might know who you are, you might not, mm-hmm. but I know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, I mean, don't think we're, we're not constantly talking about you <laughs> when we're not recording. <laughs> well, did you see what this idiot said? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just go, Pete, that was you. That, that's your comment. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is why we don't normally record on a Saturday night. Tim is far too giddy. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, uh... You know, I'm working off that uh, got all my chores done high. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> that that high you can only get after uh, getting a haircut and going to the post office all before lunchtime. <laughs> you sound like such an old man right now. Is <laughs> <laughs> he may look ten years younger right now, but he sounds yeah. ten years older. <laughs> uh, um. Anything else you'd like to add about lose time? <laughs> uh, I just want to go back to that. Uh, whoever wins, we lose joke. Because I, I thought about that while watching the movie, and I thought it was, uh, it was very funny. And you know, I gave myself a little pat on the back, and you know, I thought about tweeting it, but I was like, yeah, I'll save it for the the podcast. So I was into this film. <laughs> okay, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was very immersive. I thought the seventy minutes flew in, and and I am waiting for Sony to get back to me about my refund. I don't know if they <laughs> uh, if they offer it, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> oh dear, I- I'm scared to ask. But Tim, what are you going to rate Lose out of ten? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it one point for uh, the cinematography because again, it's a very very stylish beautiful looking movie uh i'll give it one point for the music it sounds really good and uh, i'll give it a point for um you know some of the ideas like again the uh you know kind of the um 
like using the hypnosis to kind of go back and trace your night. Like that's like a cool idea. And, um, you know, so that sort of thing. But I mean, I don't think I can give it any more points than that. I think I got to give it a three, just a, you know, just a, a nice solid. Three out of 10 for this is absolutely insulting. I don't even, I don't even know. I mean, good cinematography is worth one point. What, what, like it's a movie, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, I mean, that stuff is good, but you need, uh, if there's nothing around it, it's pointless. Like there's, if there's no story, if there's no characters, if, if nothing's grabbing you, then who cares if you're pretty or sound good? You know, it's like a, if you're at a restaurant and you order a steak and someone comes back with a picture of the like most beautiful, intricately drawn steak that's awesome you can admire it as a great uh work of art but that's not going to feed you that's not going to give you what you're looking for that that's not the reason why you came to the restaurant like that's what that's what it felt like it's like oh you have a really really pretty package in this thing that's saying absolutely nothing that is honestly insulting to its audience because i feel like it's like purposefully wasting your time and acting like it's smarter than you by you know giving you this like thing that doesn't make sense that doesn't have anything happening going this around movie it and makes then trying perfect, to tie it up with this movie th- this movie makes perfect sense for the end it is not it's not that complicated oh yeah sure i mean after you you know watch it and then go to the wikipedia and go <laughs> oh, okay that's what that meant that's what the, i have saying. not went to the wikipedia <laughs> it's a very straightforward movie and what it's doing um so i'm I mean, going maybe to... if you pay attention if you're not bored to tears enough that you can pay attention i guess maybe it can make sense oh but my god you're being <laughs> such a child right now such a child little timmy little timmy's <laughs> stuck down the well <laughs> quick someone seal it seal it shut <laughs> yeah well it's a, i won't have to watch <laughs> any more of these movies <laughs> oh you've got more coming so, We've, we've See me down the well, up. but throw in a couple of leprechauns, and <laughs> you know, so, and I'll be all set. All right. Well, I'm going to maybe break your spirits here with my rating. I am going to give this a very solid eight out of ten. This movie, I will call this movie great. It's an inventive little movie. I love the uh, the creativity that goes into how it handles all its moments. I think it's a great little experimental film. Um, is it as good as some of the other films that I said it kind of reminded me of the tone of? No, Under the Skin's a better movie. Uh, <laughs> David Lynch typically makes better movies. Uh, you know, like, it's not up to par with those, but I think it's a really solid little movie. I think it has a lot of atmosphere, and I enjoyed the tone. I enjoyed my 70 minutes with it, and um, thank you very much. Tim is wrong, and we can all move on with our lives now that we've understood that. You heard me. <laughs> you heard me. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, this really puts Germany in a bad light. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. Thank you, Germany, for this film. Viva la Deutschland. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, cause, because uh, Viva Viva's not a German thing, Tim. That was a joke there. I was saying the i seen the wrong one. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> that has been Lose. We have we have reviewed it kind of. Uh, I <laughs> I was too busy dealing with Tim's immaturity to really delve into the the. <laughs> hey, it's it's not a crime to not like a movie. All right, that's <laughs> you can't. Uh, 
you know, you, uh-huh. you, you can't get mad at me for that. I'll, I'll, I'll respect your weirdly positive opinion. If you respect my right, uh, my rightly <laughs> good opinion. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to respect your positive opinion about the boy? So, I mean, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. no, you are full yeah. then. You're a full now. I <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, this is this is one of these things. Anyway, controversy creates cash, I, I believe. Yeah, well, we are recording again in two days. I have to get my top fifty worst movies list uh, ready. I started it yesterday. Um, oh, that's right. I got new one to add. To that. <laughs> oh, don't you dare! This is this is not belong on that list. How dare you? Um, but I, I need to uh, continue with that tomorrow. Uh, I'm just mentioning it because it's been on my mind today. Um, but. Yes, we uh we are going to uh, be doing that later in the month. Um, but uh, what what should I be telling you now? Oh, let us know what you thought of the movie if you've seen it in the yeah. comments. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, I do have to remind you a couple of things though. Um, we're very close to it now, but we're getting close to the twentieth of October, which is the deadline for you guys to send in your top fifty horror movies of all time. You can do a top twenty-five as well if you don't think you can quite do fifty. Um, but you can send that into mftvquestions at gmail dot com, and you're essentially voting for a user submitted top fifty. Uh, and we'll do a, a results in two parts towards the end of the month uh, where we reveal the top 50 horror movies of all time as voted for by you guys. Uh, so make sure you rank your list properly so you know number one is your favourite and then number two, three, so on. Uh, so they all get the right amount of points and we will uh, be revealing the results later in the month. So you got until the 20th of October to send those in to mftvquestions at gmail.com. Uh, also remember we're doing a live stream on the 21st, streams after midnight, Octoberthon special, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. UK. Uh, me and Tim will be live, so uh, check out that too. And remember that that will be a permanent monthly thing should we hit uh, the $250 goal on Patreon, uh, should you, again, wish to go over there and see if you want to support us and support everything we do. So, uh, do you that think the, the Queen's going to get up at 2 a.m. and watch us? <laughs> Wait, do you think if we were doing it at like 9pm UK time that the Queen would be definitely watching the, the stream? I don't know. I, I don't know who listens to this. <laughs> she, she might be a fan. Oh, I do love that bloody good horror show Screams After Midnight. It's <laughs> pretty good. Like that. I especially like the ghosts. I have a haunted vagina, you know. Um, oh, hey. <laughs> I can't take credit for that joke. That was a Scottish comedian, Frankie Boyle, who made that joke. But uh, <laughs> about the Queen's vagina being haunted. But um <laughs> but hey. Uh yeah, so uh look forward to the stream. Um you can of course uh rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, five stars, helps more people find us if you do that. So so go do that uh, if you listen to the audio version. Uh but yeah, um that is us. You know, thank you very much. Get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight uh, for all of our ramblings and whatever else. Um, look forward to another Screams episode tomorrow because it is the Octoberthon episode. It's coming daily, uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time. And since we watched the German movie, I shall end this with Auf Wiedersehen.